Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the Liz Wheeler Show, or should I say Happy Pride Month, formerly known as June. Unfortunately, woke corporations in our country like Bud Light are doubling down on their radical leftist ideology. So what we're gonna talk about today is what's really behind Pride Month. Pride Month is not about equality for LGBTQIA identifying individuals. It's not about tolerance for alternative lifestyles. No, 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 no. Pride Month is a tool used by Marxists to impose Marxism on us. In fact, it's a tool used by queer theorists to impose their radical Marxist ideology on us. Bud Light has doubled down on their propagation of queer theory. First, they hired Dylan Mulvaney as an influencer, the most prominent transgender activist in the country. They sent him a can with his face printed on it. Then they pretended to apologize, but it wasn't really an apology. You and I didn't fall for it, and we shouldn't have. We did the exact right thing because they never said they were sorry. They just said, well, we didn't mean to be controversial. Okay, you hired one of the most controversial figures in our country and you didn't mean to be controversial. Yeah, I don't buy it. Well, now they're betraying their true colors, and those colors are the colors on the trans flag and the pride flag. They're giving $200,000 to an LGBTQIA activist organization. Yes, indeed, they are... Well, I don't know. It sounds to me like like a nail in Bud Light's coffin in the marketplace because I don't I'm never going to spend another dime at at Anheuser-Busch. I don't know about you. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're also going to talk about, you know, anybody who doubts that Pride Month is not really about equality or tolerance. Anybody who doubts that it's actual Marxism behind Pride Month? Well, I have a video that I want to show you. It's from the Toronto Blue Jays. Their player, Anthony Bass, originally supported the boycott of Target and the boycott of Bud Light, but then the Marxists got to him and he issues this really chilling public apology. It's not just loser. It's not just that he's a coward that he caved, or it's not just that he caved because he's a coward. It's the exact language of a Marxist struggle session where communists re-educate somebody who's not a communist and force them to adhere to communist ideology. It's absolutely chilling. We're also going to talk about, well, this is a controversial topic, but it's one that needs to be discussed. Project Veritas is suing their founder, James O'Keefe. They're claiming breach of contract and breach of fiduciary duty. And it's a big mistake for Project Veritas to sue James O'Keefe. Listen, I'm friends with people inside Project Veritas. I'm friends with James O'Keefe. I'm going to remain friends with all of them. And this is a huge mistake. We're going to talk about why tonight. So let's get to it. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so I'm getting chickens next week. And when I say I'm getting chickens, what I really mean is my husband's getting chickens. He has a chicken coop in the yard. We are about to be the proud owners of a half a dozen of a certain type of chicken, they're called barred rock chickens. If anybody listening or watching the show knows more about livestock than I do, you will know that it's the uh, they're sort of black and white speckled chickens with obviously like a red beak and stuff. I'll show you pictures once they arrive. The only reason I'm really excited about this because part of the deal when my husband was like, hey, I wanna get chickens, I wanna do this little hobby farm. Part of the deal was <laughs> I'm not helping take care of the chickens, but I will help name the chickens. So here are some of the names that I'm thinking for these chickens. Um, one of my pet peeves, let me throw this in here. One of my pet peeves, and I'm not trying to turn off any of the pet owners, especially the dog owners who are watchers and listeners of the show. I don't like animals that have people names. I don't like human named animals. I don't like, oh, this is your dog that has the same name as my daughter. I like, like, I don't, I don't like dogs that are named like Sophie and stuff. I, I'm like, no, I want to, I want a dog named Spot or a dog named Rover. So I want to name these chickens funny names. My husband said I can name all the chickens. Here are my suggestions. I want your input though. And by the way, I ask you for your input and I want to read some of your suggestions. Here are mine. I think, um, my front runners right now are dumpling, gravy, omelet, pot pie, casserole, and Ned. That sounds like a very funny half dozen chicken names, but I I posted this on uh, my Instagram and I said, okay guys, hilarious names only, drop your best chicken names. And I wanna bring this up actually on my phone right now and read you some of of your responses. (laughs) Okay, so some of you said, um, this one was submitted about three or four different times, drumstick, noodle, nugget. Nugget should have been obvious. I don't know why I didn't think of that one, but I didn't. Rotisserie. McChicken, that sounds too much like, that one sounds too much like um, uh, McDonald's to me. Brandon, that would be funny, Brandon. Barbecue, Kentucky Fried, that's a funny one. Kentucky Fried, a little nice, definitely is. Um, What are some of these other ones? Bacon, but bacon's not made from chicken, so I don't know if that's supposed to be like intentionally ironic. I'm here for it if it's intentionally ironic. but, okay, what are some of these other ones? Wingman, oh, that's funny. I, I think I wanna stick with the food theme because those are the ones that are, that are cracking me up. Um, Eggy, yeah, Eggy's funny. Eggy, Cluck Norris, Chick Jagger, Amelia Egghart, okay, guys, <laughs> those are pretty funny, the puns. Um, Lady Cluck. Okay, so if you wanna submit names, I'm naming these as soon as they get here. They're getting here next week. So if you wanna submit names, go to lizwheeler.com and submit your names because I have, we're getting six, I think six, perhaps seven chickens, depending on how many um, are dropped off and I wanna have names all ready for them when they arrive. Dumpling and gravy need, some, need their siblings to have funny names, so submit yours. Rotisserie, that would be the funniest chicken name of all. Okay, so let's talk about Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, by the way, formerly known as June. Pride Month is not what it seems to be. Pride Month is, let's talk about what's really behind Pride Month because Pride Month is not about equality under the law for LGBTQIA individuals. Pride Month is not about tolerance of alternative lifestyles. That's what the left says, but that's not what it's actually about. Pride Month is 
um, underpinned by an ideology that is antith- a- that is antithetical to everything that we are in the United States. The underpinning of Pride Month is actually queer theory. Queer theory, we've talked about this dozens of times on this show. Queer theory is a neo-Marxist ideology that um, calls for the sexualization of children. It calls for the obliteration of truth. Queer theory teaches that boys can be girls if they want to be, and girls can be boys if they feel like they are a boy trapped in a girl's body. And the purpose of this is A, to, ob- to destroy objective truth, to redefine words so that, that they can become, these, these people these, these people that are propagating queer theory, they can become the so-called arbiters of truth, but also so they can destroy the nuclear family, separate children from their family, indoctrinate children, and voila, they have the next generation of very docile Marxists. And this might sound hyperbolic. Some of you might be got, saying, guys, it's just, it's just rainbow flag. It's just, it's, it's just Pride Month. It's not that big of a deal. Well, let me tell you, it is that big of a deal. And a huge, huge growing number of the American people uh, believe this. So let me give you some substantiation. I don't like to just say these things. These things are my opinion, but they are derived directly from fact. So Bud Light. What have we been doing to Bud Light? We have been squeezing Bud Light out of the marketplace ever since they embraced queer theory. They embraced Dylan Mulvaney, who is arguably the most prominent queer theory activist in the country. Dylan Mulvaney isn't a queer theory scholar or a queer theory academic, but Dylan Mulvaney, through um, his masquerading as a woman, is actually the manifestation of queer theory, right? He is the manifestation of a man who is claiming to be a woman, even though we all know it is a man, okay? so. When Bud Light sends Dylan Mulvaney a can with Dylan's face on it and hires Dylan Mulvaney to be an influencer and advertiser for Bud Light, we say, yo, nope, we're not gonna buy Bud Light anymore. We are going to boycott. Enough is enough. If you're going to pretend to be an American brand, if you're gonna pretend to support American values, you can't support an ideology that calls for the destruction of everything our culture and everything our society is built on, which is objective truth, right? So Bud Light is now down, what are they? They've lost $26 billion in the market in the past two months. And they didn't apologize. They said, we didn't mean to step into this controversial topic, which I completely reject as an excuse. You don't hire the most prominent queer theorist or the most prominent transgender activist in the country without realizing that it's a hot button topic. I I think leftists can be stupid. I don't believe that anybody is that stupid to not realize it's a hot button issue. But Bud Light betrays themselves. They actually do know what they're doing. Uh, They just donated $200,000 to an LGBTQ organization, $200,000. So aren't you glad you didn't give your hard-earned money to Bud Light so that Bud Light could give your hard-earned money to an LGBTQIA activist organization? Let me read the press release. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is what it says. Today, this is uh, on WebWire, and you can also find it on LizWheeler.com. Today, Bud Light and the National LGBT Chamber of Commerce, the exclusive certifying body for LGBT-owned businesses, announced they are extending their partnership to continue supporting economic opportunities and advancements for LGBTQ plus Americans and business owners across the country. Bud Light was brewed to be an easy to drink, easy to enjoy beer for everyone over the age of 21, and that still holds true today, said Anheuser-Busch. We look forward to extending our work with the... Um, NGLCC to continue making a positive impact on the LGBTQ plus businesses that play a critical role in bringing people together everywhere. This year, Bud Light will donate $200,000 to the NGLCC in support of the Communities of Color Initiative. This initiative, they say, is designed to support the growth and success of minority LGBTQ plus owned businesses through certification, scholarships, and business development in an effort to create equal opportunities for the economic advancement of small businesses in the LGBTQ plus community. Blah, 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 blah. So you can see that this is sort of intersectionality, right? It's both gay people and people of color who fall under this this umbrella of DEI that the left is trying to force on all of of our businesses across the entire country. And this this umbrella of DEI, we discussed this yesterday when we talked about Chick-fil-A, it's not diversity, equity, and inclusion the way that you and I understand those words, the way that they were originally defined. DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion have been redefined to mean racial quotas, to mean equal outcome or socialism, discrimination, redistribution of wealth, and inclusion is religious persecution. You will be forced to adhere to the radical leftist ideology or you will be ostracized because inclusion under the definition of the left does not mean just tolerance for everybody's viewpoint. It means that their viewpoint, the leftist viewpoint, must be universally um, celebrated or else you actually will lose your position in society. So what we have here is Bud Light actually doubling down on what they did. Not only did they refuse to apologize, Once they lost their corporate equity index perfect score, once the human rights campaign that sends out uh, people, operatives from the human rights campaign, go to these corporations, go to Bud Light, and they essentially, uh, it's a shakedown. It's a mafia-style shakedown. They send these people to Bud Light, and they say, listen, if you don't actively promote the transgender ideology, then we're going to dock your score on the corporate equity index that we are the sole arbiters of deciding what your score is, and we're going to tell the LGBTQIA community that you aren't really friendly, a friendly place to work. So if you want to keep bragging that you are a perfect score on the friendly place to work for gay people, then you need to do what we say. It's a literal mafia-style shakedown. Now, of course, if you back up from the corporate equity index to the organization that sponsors it, the human rights campaign, and you say, well, who funds the human rights campaign? The answer to that, of course, is the Open Societies Foundation. The Open Societies Foundation is the pet project of George Soros. And remember, we're not allowed to criticize George Soros for any of his political activism because George Soros is Jewish, and the left says that makes us anti-Semitic. I, of course, and you should too, reject this because it is so patently absurd. In fact, it's almost as absurd as shaking down a business if they don't participate in transgender activism and then expecting us consumers to buy into it. It's almost as absurd as saying that boys are girls if they want to be, and girls can be boys if they feel like they're a boy trapped in a girl's body. George Soros is, of course, once again behind this destructive effort. And when I say destructive effort, I mean this effort to destroy our society. 
this anti-American effort. So again, Bud Light lost $26 billion in the past two months because you and I recognized that what they were doing wasn't just a different viewpoint, wasn't just, oh, they're Democrats and we're Republicans, who cares, it's business. We recognized that what they were propagating was queer theory. That's what Pride Month is. Pride Month is not just, oh, great, let's celebrate the advancements in our country where, you know, where, where LGBTQIA identifying people have equal rights under the law. That is something that, to celebrate, but that's not what the left wants to celebrate. No, 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 that's not what the left wants to celebrate at all. And what better example of what the left's agenda actually is than targets. Okay, so Target, of course, lost $12 billion just in the past week because we've boycotted them because they're not just celebrating, um, they're not just celebrating diverse viewpoints. They're not just celebrating equality under the law. They're not just celebrating our society allowing people to live an alternative lifestyle. Not at all. They are trying to groom our children. You wouldn't groom children. You wouldn't try to queerify children. You wouldn't try to destroy the sexual innocence of children if you were just if you were just seeking equality under the law, if you were just seeking to be allowed to make your own choices in your own home, unencumbered by other people's viewpoints about what behavior you were engaging in in your own bedroom. You wouldn't try to make a onesie for a child, a onesie for a toddler, a onesie for a baby in diapers, that propagates the transgender ideology. You wouldn't hire a Satanist to create a t-shirt that says Satan loves pronouns if you were just advocating for the right to be able to choose who you live with or choose who you wanna be in a relationship with. You wouldn't. You would do that. You would, you would hire a Satanist to design pride merchandise if you were trying to groom children. And the only reason you'd be trying to groom children is A, if you're a pedophile, or B, if you are a Marxist, trying to uh, uh, indoctrinate and brainwash children into thinking that there's no such thing as objective truth so that once they're so confused about what reality is, you can come in and tell them um, what they are and how they identify and what they have to do in order to uh, be, be redeemed in the eyes of the left, you know, because they're so bad. Critical race theory tells us if they're white, just because they're white, but they can redeem themselves if only they, they put on this identity of transgenderism and, of course, pledge a loyalty to the radical leftist ideology, pledge loyalty to the Marxist ideology. This is what you would do if you are a Marxist trying to indoctrinate the next generation of children. And that, of course, is what underpins Pride Month. That is what Pride Month is all about. Kohl's also, their stock has fallen 6.5% already. Kohl's, again, they're trying to groom children. They have little onesies for babies that have all kinds of um, pride on it. And I hate even using, I, I, when I say pride, you can always assume from now until the day I die that when I say the word pride as it pertains to pride month or pride merchandise that I'm putting it in quote unquote, I'm putting it in quotation marks, pride merchandise. It's better described as queer theory merchandise or transgender ideology merchandise. And apparently J. Crew has also gone woke. This is a tweet from Libs of TikTok pointing out this piece of clothing for toddlers that is highlighting, what is it highlighting? Look at those flags. Libs of TikTok says, J. Crew has gone woke. They are now selling pride t-shirts with the progress pride flag and trans flag for toddlers. Remember who designed the trans flag? The person that designed the trans flag wrote fiction with pedophilia fantasy in this fiction. Fiction about sexual abuse of children. It's disgusting absolutely disgusting. The so-called progress pride flag encompasses queer theory, and they're trying to propagate this on children. So 
let's properly understand Pride Month. It's not just a matter of, oh my goodness, we have to boycott everyone because every corporation is woke. Every corporation is splashed with the, with the trans flag and the progress pride flag. And where are we supposed to go? No, no. What we need to do as conservatives is we need to properly order in our minds what exactly we are facing. This is one of those moments where we have to acknowledge the reality of the political enemy that we're facing. So this is the point. This is the goal. This is the purpose of Pride Month. Pride Month is an exercise in authoritarianism. Pride Month is conditioning the American people, and they use woke corporations as their tools to do this. Pride Month is conditioning the American people to accept authoritarians, accept dictators. And what I mean by this is, take a step back, and I know this is very unpopular, this is, this is very controversial to talk about, even amongst conservative, but take a step back one decade ago, two decades ago, three decades ago, to the fight uh, for gay marriage or the fight against gay marriage, whichever side you happened to fall on that. Conservatives, when the left said, hey, we want to redefine the word marriage, we want to allow two men or two women to, quote unquote, be married the same way one man and one woman are married, the right kind of rolled over on this. There were a few social conservatives that, that pushed back. Phyllis Schlafly pushed back on this. You know, some, some evangelical conservatives pushed back on this. But in general, the right was like, you know what? We don't care what you do inside your own home. We don't, we don't, we don't want to be the the we don't want to be the police uh, about your sexual activity. So sure, if you if you want to be gay married, let's let's go ahead and allow that to happen. They fell for this false idea of tolerance. And listen, there are a lot of conservatives that still feel this way. They have a very libertarian viewpoint. They might even be a little liberal socially, and they actually don't care if people are engaging in homosexual sex, and that's fine. That's fine. I, I am a practicing Catholic, so I don't feel the same way. I understand your viewpoint if you feel that way, but that's actually um, a disordered way to look at the fight for gay marriage or the fight for traditional marriage. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on The First TV. Watch The First on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. The properly ordered way to look at this, this fight against gay marriage or the fight for traditional marriage is to understand that it's actually not about homosexuality at all. It's, it's not about gay sex at all. It's not about tolerance at all. It's not about equality under the law. It is the left's effort to exploit the goodness of human nature, which is us saying, well, we don't care that much what you do inside your own home. Like, I might not think it's a moral thing to do, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna boss you around or make it illegal for you to do that. They exploited that universal goodness in human nature to, to want people to be able to do what they want. And they used it to um, take this power and add this power to redefine words and give it to government officials. What I mean by this, marriage is not something that, that our government defined, meaning our marriage was not something that was begot of the United States government. 
Marriage is something that existed long before the United States government ever existed. Marriage is something that was given to us by God. Now, you might not be a religious person, you can contest this, but the fact of the matter is, marriage as defined, one man marrying one woman, one woman marrying one man, that is the definition of marriage. That is the objective reality of what marriage is. And you can't change that just by popular vote. You can't change that just by judicial fiat from the Supreme Court because you can't change what objective reality is. If you do, then you become the arbiter of what's so-called truth, the arbiter, the quote-unquote arbiter of truth. An arbiter of truth that has the power to redefine reality is an authoritarian. So conservatives really miss the boat on this. It's actually, I, I blame Republicans and the Republican Party for why we're in the position now because we should always expect the left to try to attack us. We should always expect the left to try to tear down our bedrock values. We should always expect the left to be Marxist, be communist, to be anti-American. But the Republican Party, the purpose of being conservative, to conserve means to protect. The purpose of the Republican Party is to recognize the reality of the political enemy that we face and thus fight those battles to ensure the safety and security of our society, our culture, our values, and our country. And the Republican Party fell short. They, they refused or neglected, potato, potato, they refused or neglected to recognize what they were facing and what the real ulterior motive of the left was. And so they didn't fight back against it. They actually, most Republicans, many Republicans at least, if not most, got on board with gay marriage because they just thought of it like, oh, sure, we don't want to be like Saudi Arabia pushing gay people off of buildings. Let them get married if they want. And they didn't realize that the real motive of the left was to give power to politicians to redefine words, which makes them the arbiters of truth, which makes them authoritarian. This is the underpinning of Pride Month. The underpinning of Pride Month is the left's authoritarian fantasies. They want to tell you that a boy can be a girl if he wants to be, that a girl can be a boy if she feels like she's trapped, a boy trapped in a girl's body. Two decades ago, we would have been like, what? Are you bananas? And the answer to that, of course, is yes, they are bananas, but they're also queer theorists. They're also Marxists. They're also authoritarians, and they're using Pride Month, and they're using woke corporations virtue signaling for Pride Month because they're threatened by the corporate equity index and the human rights campaign funded by George Soros's Open Societies Foundation as a mafia threat tactic, a shakedown to force these corporations to virtue signal and participate in this queer theory ideology to condition the American public for the authoritarianism that the queer theorists actually want. This is what Pride Month is all about. So when we talk about boycotting, when we talk about boycotting Target, when we talk about boycotting Bud Light, when we discuss whether we should boycott Kohl's or Chick-fil-A or the LA Dodgers, this is what's actually on the table. It's not about one t-shirt in one store. It's about the fundamental underpinning of what Pride Month is all about and Lest you doubt that this is a Marxist communist initiative from the left, just watch to what happens to a public figure, an MLB player um, in Toronto who dared to side with conservatives. The results of what he did, he was forced by his team to apologize. And the words that he used are something that you would expect from communist China or from North Korea. It's chilling. God forbid anybody reject the queer theory ideology. God forbid any professional baseball player push back against, um, against what Target is doing, trying to target and groom our children. God forbid any person 
participate and support the boycott of Bud Light. This is exactly what um, baseball player Anthony Bass did. He plays for Toronto. He retweeted a post on his personal Twitter account. He's a public figure, so we can expect that it's going to be seen, but he retweeted a tweet supporting the boycott of Target and supporting the boycott of Bud Light. And he faced just tremendous backlash, horrible backlash, which is what happens. This is the bullies of the left try to coerce people by publicly shaming them and threatening them, using all the pressure of social media and and, and the apparatuses that they've, the DEI apparatuses that they've embedded in corporations to try to bully people into adhering to radical leftist ideology. And this is exactly what Anthony Bass did. He caved, he just crumbled in the face of, the, of this, this pressure. And I say this, I mean, some people are gonna be really harsh on him. They're gonna be like, wow, you absolute coward, you caved. And I gotta tell you, that's kind of how I feel. When, if, if you support the boycott of Target, it means you understand that they're grooming children and you cave to pressure from radical leftists telling you that you're a bad person? Come on. What, like, what are you even doing? You're now saying, okay, it's okay to target children and groom children? I fought. Now, some people are saying you have no idea what it's like to face this public pressure, especially when your career's on the line, to which I kind of just laugh because I face this pressure every day. So yeah, it's, it, it's difficult if you're not used to it, but man up, get used to it. The point of all of this isn't even to comment on Anthony Bass and whether he's a coward or whether he's just an example of the strength of the transgender cartel right now, the point of all of this is that if you doubt for a second that what underpins Pride Month is Marxist ideology, then take a listen to this apology that Anthony Bass issued for daring to support the boycott of Target. I recognized yesterday uh, I made a post that was hurtful to the Pride community, which includes friends of mine and close family members of mine and I am truly sorry for that. Um, I just spoke with my teammates to, and shared with them my actions yesterday. I apologize with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays resources to better educate myself, to make better decisions moving forward. Uh, the ballpark is for everybody. Uh, we include all fans at the ballpark and we, and we want to welcome everybody. That's all I have to say. Thank you. I mean, does that remind you of someone in communist China who dared to criticize the government, was sent to a re-education camp and come out, comes out after this literal Maoist struggle session and said, I've been educated by the resources of my baseball team. And I can now tell you that five minutes ago, I was a bigot and now I pledge the communist ideology. This is something you'd expect in North Korea. This is when I say struggle session, struggle session is a word that comes from Maoist China. It is an actual communist technique of taking a person that Mao had identified as being a threat to communism and forcibly brainwashing them in communist ideology and then forcing them to publicly disavow everything that they used to be and everything that they used to believe. It's not just brainwashing, it's not just indoctrination, it is re-education camps. It's social engineering, it's, it's, I mean, you saw it. It's chilling, it's horrifying. This is not someone who said something rude, an insult to someone, realized, and it was like, oh yeah, man, sorry, I, I was being a blowhard that day, I shouldn't have said that word. No, no, this is someone who has been deeply re-educated and brainwashed by 
the same kind of ideology that Mao was propagating when he invented this kind of struggle session. And here's the thing. The radical left, the queer theorists, the Marxists don't actually believe in forgiveness. This Anthony Bass is never going to be redeemed from what he did. They forced him to recant. They forced him to apologize. They forced him to um, celebrate and articulate the values that two minutes ago he found abhorrent, but he's never going to, he's never going to enjoy redemption. He's always going to be on the blacklist of the radical left. If this doesn't prove that what's behind Pride Month is Marxist, I don't know what does. Okay, let's talk about Project Veritas. Project Veritas is suing their founder, James O'Keefe, in order to try to shut him down. We talked a couple months ago about the Project Veritas, James O'Keefe drama. Shortly after Project Veritas and James O'Keefe, when they were together, Shortly after they released their biggest video ever, their undercover sting of the Pfizer doctor who admitted that the vaccine, um, well, you know. Shortly thereafter, as this video was blowing up, Project Veritas announced that they had they had put James O'Keefe, their founder, on an indefinite leave of absence. I, I have no idea if it was paid or not, that's immaterial. And then following that, I think we were all very surprised to hear that, Following that, they fired him. They, 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 they claimed that they didn't fire him, but then he said he didn't work there anymore. And the ultimate result of this was the separation of James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. And at the time, it was, I mean, we were all so interested in it. And I did a whole episode talking about why this was so destructive for the conservative movement, why the best move for them was to figure this out. James O'Keefe has done an incredible amount of uh, has rendered incredible service to our country. I can't think of a journalist who has uncovered more corruption, provably, than James O'Keefe has. So the allegations against James O'Keefe at the time from the Project Veritas board was that he was difficult to work with. He, he cursed, he was hard on employees, he, um, he, he had an ego. He, he, was, he was, I don't know, they said he was a bad boss. And that may be true. I've known James for a long time. I've been friends with James for a long time. I can, I can confirm that James... Um, demands a lot. He can be demanding. He's not an easy person to work for. He's not. And and you can say, well, there's no excuse for that. And I can say, well, if James O'Keefe is going to expose Pfizer when nobody else in the country can even come close to um, getting that kind of information, I don't really care. I I, I don't want to sound. I don't. I don't mean to sound callous about someone's behavior if it's less than kind. I obviously advocate to my friends, especially friends in the industry, especially friends in power, that they remember not to behave uh, as, as egomaniacs, but to fire someone or to disassociate them because they're, because they're a diva. I mean, please, let's, let's, let's zoom out and remember to have perspective on what we're talking about here. If you didn't listen to that whole video or that whole episode on James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, go back um, on either Apple Podcasts or YouTube, look that up, listen to it. Um, the update here is Project Veritas is now suing James O'Keefe for breach of contract, for breach of fiduciary duty, um, and their allegations. I want to go through a couple of these allegations and comment on them. So they, they, they're suing him over breach of contract. They said he violated confidentiality when it came to information that Project Veritas, like proprietary information of Project Veritas. They said that he breached fiduciary duty by forming the O'Keefe Media Group while he was still technically associated with Project Veritas. They say he behaved unprofessionally, that he targeted female employees with demeaning comments, that he failed to return donor lists and contact information, and he failed to return equipment. 
And what they're asking the court is they're seeking an injunction against O'Keefe and they're seeking monetary damages from O'Keefe and they're seeking a full jury trial in order to get this done. They say that O'Keefe had strained relationships with donors at Project Veritas. And I wanna comment on all of this. I, want, I, I think it's very important to the, to the conservative movement. It's very important to our country to untangle exactly what's happening here. Who's in the right, who's in the wrong, and um, how we should be thinking about this. So I'd like to share with you how I think about this. My first, my first reaction to this is, do the, do the people that gave money, the donors to Project Veritas, do they want their money being spent to uncover corruption? Or do they want their money being spent suing James O'Keefe? Because the reason they gave money to Project Veritas in the first place is because James O'Keefe started an amazing organization that has exposed untold amounts of corruption in our government and in our corporate America, which is sometimes indistinguishable from government, certainly in the cases of Pfizer. Did the donors to Project Veritas want their money being spent to sue James O'Keefe because he failed to return some equipment? I can't speak for them, but I hardly think so. That, that's that's a, a bridge a little bit too far for me to believe that that's what they want their donations to be spent on. If Project Veritas wants to continue to be the Project Veritas that they have been the past 10 years, then they should not be suing their founder. Even if they believe he did wrong, even if he behaved unprofessionally, even if they didn't like that he formed an O'Keefe media group because he disagreed with members of the board on how to run Project Veritas, if they want to achieve the success that they have enjoyed the past decade, then you don't seek a full jury trial because you're mad at someone, because you dislike them, because he didn't agree with the board. And listen, I say all of this knowing that this whole thing is a hornet's nest. I'm friends with people who currently work at Project Veritas, people on the board of Project Veritas. I'm friends with James O'Keefe. I know what they all think of, of this whole thing. I understand um, that, that it's a hornet's nest and that a lot of people in the conservative movement don't wanna wade into it because they're afraid of getting burned. They're afraid of certain people not liking what the, what the comments are, not liking which side you take, and then you not having access to this information. I don't care about any of that drama. Sometimes you have to just understand that a situation is more important than the, than the petty arguments that's happening. James O'Keefe and Project Veritas are going to become obsolete if they go to war with each other. Project Veritas is not going to be successful if they focus on this, if they sue James O'Keefe for breach of contract and breach of fiduciary duty. You had a chance to heal this divide with James O'Keefe and it didn't. So if you are actually committed to what you claim you are committed to doing, which is undercovered journalism exposing corruption, then move on, move forward, do your thing, prove it to us. Don't drag this out. It's bad enough. I can tell you from talking to the American people who may not be the largest donors to Project Veritas, but who are the donors that sustain this organization through our small donations, these, these massive amount of small donations, people are worried. People wonder if Project Veritas is James O'Keefe. They, they worry that Project Veritas is not going to be Project Veritas without James O'Keefe. And if you do things like this, Project Veritas is unfortunately proving their point. There's a reason that this is happening. And this is the, the, I know that this is harsh analysis. I know some people aren't gonna like this, but the reason that this is happening is because in a powerful industry or an industry that's dealing with people in power, egos become king. And the reason that this disagreement between James O'Keefe and the board, and there's right and there's wrong on both sides, I'm not saying that it's a perfect situation, but the reason that it's continuing instead of going, going the way that it should and being let go is because of egos. 
And so the people that are involved in this need to sit down. And again, some of these people are my friends. Some of these people on both sides are my friends. They need to sit down and they need to ask themselves, am I doing this because I think that this is in the best interest of America? Am I doing this because this is the best way that I can expose corruption? Am I doing this because this is being the best steward of the donor money? People like me and like the people watching this show who fear that our institutions are so captured by Marxists that we don't know how to fight back against it, that Project Veritas and James O'Keefe felt like our last hope, especially when they exposed places like Pfizer. If you don't remain laser focused on the goal, then you're not gonna achieve the results that we, the American people, desperately need you to achieve. You are not going to remain our, the light that we see, the hope that we feel from your work when no one else is doing the work that you're doing. I know this is gonna ruffle some feathers. I know that some people at Project Veritas aren't gonna like to hear this. Like I said, I'm friends with people on both sides and I have no intention of being part of any clique ever. People that know me know this. But sometimes when a, situ a situation like this is happening and it's not just petty drama that you, can, that you can let go, when it's something that threatens the very apparatus that we're counting on to expose corruption, it's our responsibility to gently and firmly speak the truth to these people. And the truth of the matter is this lawsuit is ridiculous. The truth of the matter is this threatens the work that both Project Veritas and James O'Keefe have, have done in service to our country. And that makes me that makes me incredibly sad to see. Incredibly sad to see. Okay. Congressman Dan Bishop is absolutely correct. This is a moment that not very many people paid attention to. That's actually, he's 100% correct. He was talking about the debt ceiling and the debt ceiling. A lot of people are like, oh, so boring. Don't care about the debt ceiling. These kind of negotiations don't get a lot of headlines outside of the beltway, outside of the political class. But Congressman Dan Bishop talked about um, the fact that, you know, the debt ceiling, this, this printing and spending strategy of the Biden administration poses an existential threat to our country. And when Speaker McCarthy fails to rein that in, even when Republicans have the power to do that, it's something that you and I, as voters, should be paying attention to. We should have an eagle eye on our representatives in Congress to see how exactly they react to this so-called deal that McCarthy has made with Biden. These are, this, is, this is Bishop's words. Take a listen to him. It's not just that every Republican should, should vote against this. It's a little bit more than that. This is a career-defining vote for every Republican. A career-defining moment for every politician. He's right. This is one of those moments that if you're wondering, well, does my congressman or my senator, do they understand the reality of the political enemy that we face? Will they cave in the moment of truth or will they stand up to principles? This is one of those litmus tests. You can look at, you can look at every single member of Congress, how they vote on this debt ceiling deal. If they vote in favor of it, they're squishes. They're establishment Republicans. They aren't fighters. They aren't based. They're no better than the left because this deal is not a compromise. McCarthy's bragging about some tiny, tiny, really non-existent compromises and concessions that he thinks he got from Biden. But the truth of the matter is Biden got everything he wanted in this deal. He got unlimited power. There's no, there's no ceiling on the debt ceiling. There's no limit on it. They're gonna revisit it in two years. So Biden got the power to print and spend as much money as he wants to fund, as he wants to fund all of these Marxist political projects for the next two years, for the remainder of his term. It's exactly what he wanted. 
And if Republicans in Congress don't get that, well, that's your and my signal that these people aren't good representatives, that they should be voted out. So watch very, very carefully to see how your member of Congress votes on the debt ceiling. You may find it a boring topic, and perhaps it is on paper, but this is, Congressman Bishop is correct, this is a career-defining moment for every politician in Congress. Are you a fighter or are you a squish? This is how we can tell. Chris Christie is supposed to announce that he's running for president next week, and my response to this is why? Why is he running for president? This is the guy that, that hugged Barack Obama, that essentially ensured that he would be reelected in 2012 after the hurricane. Chris Christie is, tr <laughs> Chris Christie got very sick when he was infected with COVID-19 and took the side of the public health establishment. Why did Chris Christie get very sick when he got COVID-19? Because he's morbidly obese. I don't say that as any kind of ad hominem. I don't say that to be rude. I say that as, as just acknowledging objective reality here. People who are at most risk of serious illness or fatality from COVID-19 were the very old and the very fat. Chris Christie is very fat, and because he got COVID-19 seriously, because of choices he's made in his own life about his own health and his own body, he deferred to the public health establishment, the Fauci's and the vaccines. Why is this man running for president? Why? Why? So he can suck up to Trump trying to get a cabinet position like he did the last time and then turn on Trump when Trump didn't give him the cabinet position that he wanted? Some of these people running for president, it's mind-boggling to me that they think the American people will actually vote for them. Chris Christie is one of those people. If you guys haven't dropped me your email address at lizwheeler.com, head on over there. Let me know what, uh, let me know if you've signed up for my email newsletter. It's, it's going great so far. I hope you guys like it. All the feedback is saying that you like it, but I wanna know what you think. And uh, we have articles for you every day, information, research, notes from the show uh, that equip you to be able to fight back against, well, the people that are undergirding Pride Month, for example. So go to lizwheeler.com, drop me your email address. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.